Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. As always, I'm joined by Jordan. How's it going, Jordan? Salutations. We didn't have you on last week's episode. Pleasure to have you back as always. I'm uh, thankful that you guys were able to hold down the fort, my homies. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, and we're joined by Dom too. How's it going, Dom? So apparently there was some kind of PlayStation news this week. Uh, apparently I don't know something if you'd call it news, Dom. Um, yeah, so real quick before we get into what we've been playing, I want to run down how this episode is going to work. It's going to be a little different than usual. News is going to be a little bit shorter, um, and then instead of us having individual podcasts, we're kind of going to talk about the PlayStation meeting as a whole, breaking it into three individual segments for the most part. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. This is the PlayStation meeting episode. Um, so as far as what we've been playing lately, um, it wasn't too much different than what I said last week. Um, so I played Madden 17. As of recording this, uh, the NFL is coming back tonight. It's going to be the Panthers and the Broncos for people who are interested in sports. Um, super excited. I love the game of football. Um, also, I played the Battlefield 1 beta. The beta was still frustrating in a beta sense. Like There was some weird issues where like you would randomly like get kicked from a game or it would freeze. Not surprising. I'm actually thankful that, that happens in the beta because that means they know what to fix, right? So sure. I'm not I'm not irritated from the point of like the game needs to be perfect. I'm like, oh, this is a beta that sucks, you know. Um, <laughs> the game is still beautiful as always. The sounds are great. Um, that my one gripe with Battlefield One is that the hands look really weird. I know it's a weird gripe, but no. the hand, the hand, like the hands, uh, especially when you're holding the pistol, it looks like a foot kind of. Um, <laughs> And it might just be a personal grab that I don't think it looks right, but the gameplay is phenomenal. Battlefield's always really good. The, the bullet drop and all that stuff. The maps feel live. Um, the weather effects are really cool. There's, like, dynamic weather in Battlefield maps now. So, like, it was only one map, but the map was very different depending on the match and how the weather was. Like, so it was on a desert map, and sometimes there was, like, huge dust storms where it was hard to, like, even snipe. And, and that, other times it was clear, clear as day, so. That and the map is really big. And you're yeah. always, depending on the stage during the match, you're at a different spot in the map. And they're very different. Exactly. Right? They have that little town, and then that beginning area is more desert and hills or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. it's really It was really cool. Um, the last thing I played was Oceanhorn Monster of Uncharted Seas, which is an iOS port. Um, and it's, it's a pretty cool game. It's, a, it's, like I was telling the guys before, it's as close to Zelda as you can get without being sued. Um, it's really fun. It's nothing crazy. It's not doing anything inventive or anything, but it's a really fun game. I'm having a blast with it. Um, there's really cool, like, uh, so it does one thing that I really enjoy in video games where, like, uh, if it's a more of an arcade game, I like to know in-game how close I am to certain achievements, and it does this. Like, uh, one of the achievements is to get 25 coins, and it, it, it automatically updates you in the game itself, which I love. I hate having to, like, uh, it may be different on PlayStation, um, but like for Xbox, it, it uh, actively tracks your your collectibles and stuff on some games. So you'd have to back out, go to the achievements list, see all okay, cam at twenty five percent of the total, right? And I love when a game actually does it in game, so you don't have to go because it kind of pulls you out of the experience, right? Having to click out of there, go to a separate menu, it takes you out of wanting to play that game and being immersed in that world. So I just enjoy when games do that. Um, it's a fun game. I'll get back to you next week when I'm when I'm done with it. I wanted to play more of the Final Station, which I talked about a little bit last week. Didn't get to. I'm definitely going to get back to that this week because it's a game that I want to get to the end and see how it ends because it's really interesting. So, what about you guys? What have you guys been playing? So I I also ended up even though I went on a trip this weekend, I ended up playing a bunch of the Battlefield One beta anyway. Um, oh nice. It's very serendipitous. I probably played at least ten or fifteen matches. Oh well. And they're and they're pretty long, right? So yeah, I got yeah, I played a lot a of it. Yeah, I played a ton of it. Um, basically everything you said, I'd agree with. It's 
extremely beautiful, like mm-hmm. stupidly gorgeous. It's cool. I really like the World War One setting. Uh, it's nice to kind of go back to a game where the guns kind of, quite frankly, suck, and you kind of got to play to that. Um, yeah, sniping, exactly. <laughs> sniping was just so much fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Learning, uh, learning the bullet drop and leading people like, it, I've never felt so accomplished. Shooting like, people killing. off of horses, that's fun. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like it, there's a huge feeling of reward when you pop someone's head off in that game. But so yeah, that's fun. I, I probably won't buy it um, just because I I got bored of it even after just that many matches. So if there was mm. a bigger single player campaign, well, we'll see on that. I'd really be interested, especially given the historical timeline it's set in. But yeah, like how deep the single player is, I'm interested in that too. Because like yeah, the multiplayer is there and stuff, but. The gunplay is always great, and it looks great, so I would love to be in that kind of environment in a single-player experience, so I'm, I'm interested, too. Yeah, and, and plus, sorry, like, I mentioned, like I mentioned on previous podcasts, I don't have a whole ton of friends that can sync up and play with me, so it's not, it probably would be much better if you're playing with some friends. But yeah. Also, I think the last Battlefield campaign to actually hook me was probably Bad Company 2. Um, Bad Company and Bad Company 2 are some of my favorite Battlefield games, but like, since then, they're kind of... As much as people say about like Call of Duty campaigns, I think they're actually most of the time better than the Battlefield campaigns. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Battlefield campaigns are really Certainly. like lackluster, generic, uh, action movie guy. The game, yeah. So, is that it? Uh, what else you been? Uh, so I finished up Super Mario 3D Land. The game is awesome. Like the game is straight up awesome. I don't. Each level is so like well designed. It's hard to describe. It just it just felt awesome playing it. It's much. It's pretty easy, and that was nice. That was a nice change of pace. Just something to kind of casually jump around and be Mario. I haven't played a Mario game, truly, in quite a while. I don't even really remember. Yeah, just to push buttons and play a game right. Like, no deep yeah. meaning or anything I have to worry about. Just yeah. it's Yeah, it's nice. But and despite its you know uh, ease of entry, it's still the levels are still really well done. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was That's very Mario. impressed with that. Yeah. yeah. And I only paid, like, $20 for it, so... Um, Otherwise, I did play also a little bit of Velocity 2X on Vita, just in the car because <laughs> it's a it's a it's an alright little game. It's cool. Yeah, giving the Vita some love. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jordan? What have you been playing this week? We didn't hear from you last week, so you can make up for two weeks if you want. So. Well, I'm about to make up for it real big here, boys. I don't think I've picked up a controller in like a week and a half, a good two weeks at this point. That's perfectly fine. No, I and I'm not like it's not a an ashamed thing for me. Yeah. I have I have these phases all the time. Um, yeah, I just um, sometimes I don't necessarily know that I have a preferred preferred uh, medium for entertainment. Um, if I had to choose, it would probably be television, just because of the way that the story is told. Um, but I mean, I love music. I love TV. I love movies. I love comics, I love games, so um, there's always um, other areas for me to go out and enjoy myself in and kind of just get lost and not even, you know, think about video games or not even really on my radar, so um, I finished reading Star Wars Heir to the Empire, which is uh, one of the old canon books, Um, very good, introduces the character of Mara Jade, who uh, eventually ends up becoming Luke's wife, and so... Um, Timothy Zahn, the one who wrote this book, actually has several other books in the Star Wars universe that I'm going to go through and check out because uh, he created a lot of cool characters. Um, 
and then I've been watching a lot of Naruto and just watched uh, one of the movies last night. Um, that show has like an insane amount of episodes, right? Yeah, so I'll probably be coming back quite a bit with that uh, update that I've been watching Naruto. Um, yeah, that show, the original show has over 200 and then um, I think they're pushing 500 in Shippuden, so... Uh, quite a ways, quite a ways to go. It's insane. Um, so yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm like, you know, episode 150 or something, so I'm, I'm kind of just cruising along in the middle there. And then, um, what else, what else? I've been, uh, busy out, ooting about, uh, doing my thing, so, uh, yeah, I guess I, uh, kind of just been scattered. Um... I watched a couple of movies, and I think I mentioned it to you guys, but not on any podcast. I saw uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was really good. That's I've been a meaning to watch that, is that the for a while. Third one? No, it's the second the of second the reboot. One. Third one comes out next. Year. I've only seen which the first reboot, and I liked it. I need to get. I need to get around to watching the other two. Which one's so the I, James Franco one? That's the, that's first, the first one, one. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I like that one. I didn't think it was amazing, but I like it. And yeah. this one's way better. So that's what, they, that's like what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, watched Final Fantasy Kingsclave uh, the night that that came out. And, dude, I love that movie. Straight up, I love that movie. Awesome, awesome action. Um, really well animated. Looks beautiful, yeah. right? I'm a huge, huge animation nerd, whether it's anime or American or whatever. Like, just animation in general, I'm really interested in. I'm really passionate about. So that was just, like, freaking animation porn. And, uh... <laughs> Really, just, dude, I love a good, uh, a well-animated action sequence, and those had so many of them, like, the, the, uh, the mechanic that they're gonna have in the game of throwing your sword and teleporting to it is, like, the coolest thing! I can't even believe how cool they made it look in that movie, so I can't wait to use it in the game. Um, so yeah, I really like that movie. I've heard some people talking crap about it, so I definitely want to champion it because I think it has. Oh well, uh, from what I've heard, characters. there's like a there's like a really good response. Like, uh, there's a fair amount of people who actually enjoyed it. So, dude, the Easy Allies, dude, were were shitting all over it, and they're Final Fantasy fans. I was like, what the heck, man? And I really, I really did enjoy it. It's got solid characters. The story makes sense. Uh, some of the twists may be a little bit predictable, but it's not in a really bad way. So yeah, um, if you haven't checked it out, you don't need to be a Final Fantasy nerd or anything to just jump in. It's it's all self contained. So I would highly recommend that one. Awesome. Um, is that everything you've you've uh, basically indulged in? I guess that is uh, most of the things I can think of. So yeah, I think we'll. We'll throw it down there for the moment. Awesome. So we're going to get into the news here. Um, we're, like I said before, we're going to hold all the PlayStation meeting stuff, which is the hugest or largest or biggest or most important news of the week uh, for the topics. So the news here are just some other things that happened. Yes, other things happened in the video game world besides the PlayStation <laughs> meeting. Um, so the first bit of news here, Batman the Telltale Series Episode 2 release date. Uh, this comes by way of Video Games Blogger and uh, Fairy. I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name or her name. Uh, what is the Batman Telltale, uh, Telltale series episode two release date? Telltale Games has promised that on average, yada yada. It goes into what exactly you can expect of, of when it's gonna like, basically the time period between episodes. And then they finally get into saying that it's officially being confirmed um, that episode two titled Children of Arkham, which is a pretty cool title, uh, is arriving on September twentieth um, for PC, X, uh, Xbox One, and PS4. Um, 
this is awesome, but for me, it's more and more like leaning towards I'm going to wait for the whole series to be out mm-hmm. um, before I play it. I wanted to get into episode one, but the more and more I think about it, like I still haven't even finished Game of Thrones yet, and that's like more of a priority to me. So I'm going to just wait for this to come out all at once and just you know dip in at then and get them all played through. So, yeah. Hell yeah. That's how I'm... I'm really excited mostly about this uh, announcement because of the fact that it means that they're staying on schedule. Yeah. And um, that means that I think they should be done with this game by the end of the year, um, which also means that they might be able to stay on schedule for Walking Dead, which would be really, really nice. Um, For both of those, I think Walking Dead is going to be tough because there's going to be a lot of people talking about it, so I might play those individually. Uh, but for this one, I'm definitely going to wait just because that's the way to play those Telltale games, man. For me, uh, I think it just, they're, they're pretty large chunks, but you know, just playing one or two a day, um, sitting down and, and munching on those is like the perfect way to, to go about it. It's kind of like a Netflix show versus a show that you watch weekly on TV. Like I like it both ways, but if I had my choice, I'd probably just take it all at once. You know? Yeah. I, I 100% for the Netflix model over regular TV. Yeah. Like, give me the show all at once and let me take it in at my speed however I want to. You know, Stranger yeah. Things, I watched that, like, in two nights. Um, but it's different for every show because, like, I love Jessica Jones, but I pace myself because I really enjoy that show and I didn't want to, you know, watch it all in one night. So I, I like just yeah. give me everything and let me decide how to intake it as opposed to having to wait week by week by week and that gets kind of frustrating so. so i'm with you guys but for some things i just have like an insatiable desire to watch or you know play the most recent thing that's available like i hate sure. feeling i hate that feeling of like knowing something's released and it's available for me to watch but i haven't watched it and i can't watch it yet till i get home even yeah. that day i hate that feeling of like it's new it's out there i need to watch it now like i, I don't know i'm one of those weird people who likes things at release um, you know, so I'm one of those people that fall for all the pre-order bullshit and all that, but <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, teach their own. Uh, completely understand. But that's the great thing about the Telltale games is you can take them however you want. You can get them when they first come out. You can wait for all of them to come out. Yada yada yada. It's up to you. Uh, more Batman news. Um, cu- bunch of Batman news this week. Uh, that's why Jordan on the video version is wearing a Batman shirt. He knew Aye. what was happening. Uh, so this comes up with uh, VG247. Uh, who is this by Brenna Hillier? Uh, writes Batman Arkham uh, Return to Arkham dated for October so if you guys don't remember this collection was initially announced earlier this year and it had a, a, a release date of I think August right? August something either way Sounds it got right. indefinitely delayed and then we weren't even sure if this game was going to come out this year or happen at all there was even murmurs that it was completely cancelled um, it was July I think July okay um, yeah. so yeah this uh, it basically it includes uh uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, all of its DLC to PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it having been delayed from a July launch date to performance concerns, Batman Return to Arkham will release on October 18th. Um, the weird thing is a lot of people think that the original versions actually look better than the remasters. Um, they totally redid the color and it just looks it looks off. It doesn't fit the aesthetic of the game. Yeah, it looks different. Um, I never played the any of the, the series, which I know it's a shame. Those are really good games. I just wow. never it. Um, there's a gap. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are, are, you're not a huge Batman fan, right? No, he's definitely not even like he's not even in the top five. I think of characters I like in the Batman universe. Still play, just play, <laughs> play City. Okay. 
Yeah, like right. I like I like him uh, like I like a majority of his villains more and like Nightwing more than I like him. Even like Red Robin and I guess I was just thinking of good characters and I was like, wait, so oh. you like the entire Batman? <laughs> no, 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 more no, than no, Batman. Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely, when you get a chance, do play Arkham City because that one is phenomenal. I don't know okay. about Asylum. I think it's this, similar to City, but smaller. I think I actually own the Game of the Asylum's Year edition on Steam, and I just haven't gotten around to it, so I might just no. play that. But yeah, then think, Arkham Knight, don't Asylum's... go near it. Don't I go near Arkham Knight. I yeah. think Arkham Arkham Asylum's a really really good game. I think I think uh, all of them look like really good games. I liked what yeah. what Knight looked like. Arkham City's great, but uh, it does have its issues. And then Arkham Knight, personally, I think that people shit all over that game when it doesn't really deserve it. Like to me, the tank stuff was not nearly as bad as people made it. Oh, it was I awful. Enjoyed the tank. Like uh, you guys, people that complain about this game sound like. Kids having to go to the dentist or something like, like oh my god, mom, you can't make me do this again. The tank missions, mom. They Don't just let make them you take me back there. <laughs> they make you do it so much, and it's so awful. I'm like, it's just Dude, like how, how else is Batman gonna take these like giant tanks down? Like he can't do know. it with his fists. Write more regular villain, regular thugs in there without tanks. I don't. Well, know. This is already the third I, I game. Like, just... do you think it, I? Yeah, I definitely see how. I totally agree that it was shoehorned in, and they were totally trying to make yeah. a big, a big step for their last game. But I don't think it's nearly as bad as people say. And people act like that totally ruins the game, and that the rest of the game isn't good because of that. And that's totally not true. Like Arkham Knight is an incredible achievement that they've made with a a uh, a big sore you know sticking out of its arm it is ugly the, the only true it's, travesty it's of that terrible. game was its pc port <laughs> yeah oh, that yeah. <laughs> is terrible no doubt about that. yeah no doubt about um that. yeah so that's batman uh next up here uh so mass effect andromeda was shown at the playstation meeting but uh there's actually a major mass effect reveal coming it was actually uh there was some information leaked today that so you, normally in the Mass Effect games, you either choose a male or a female character, and you can customize him, and it's the same character. It's the same Shepard. But for this new game... Transgender? Uh, no, the the male and the female character, depending on who you choose, are actually brother and sister, and the other one exists in the world. So what Whoa. I'm thinking, and this is my, only my personal take on it, is that whoever you pick, so say I pick a female character, that male character, there's probably going to be some kind of family mission in the game. And, you know, if you pick the female, then you'll the male will be the person you're trying to save or trying to help or whatever happens. Then if you pick the male, the female is the one, you know? So it kind of just... So it's like Fallout? Um, yeah, kind of. Um, also, I guess the character in the, like, the early stuff of Andromeda is their father or something. I don't, I'm not too, too clear on that, but it's like a whole wow. family thing going on, which is pretty interesting. This um, is weird and cool. Yeah, so I'm going to read this here, the story from IGN. It comes by Nicole Carpenter. Three minutes of Mass Effect Andromeda running on the PS4 Pro was previewed during Sony's PlayStation meeting today, but more information about the upcoming is expected to be released on November 7th, better known to Mass Effect fans as N7 Day. The Mass Effect Twitter account posted that on N7 Day, the doors to the new chapter of Mass Effect Universe will officially be opened. Along with a new trailer and another tweet, the Mass Effect account said that fans can expect a deep level of customization in Mass Effect Andromeda, and more information on the customization options will be unveiled soon, presumably also on N7 Day. Bioware and Titan Books are also releasing a series of Mass Effect novels to bridge the gap between the original Mass Effect trilogy and Mass Effect Andromeda. You, you, the books begin you, rolling out you. in August and will continue to be released through March 18th. Mass Effect Andromeda was one of the many games shown off during PlayStation September press briefing, and then it goes on to say if you want more information, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this big blood event. Uh, everyone knows that Mass Effect is my favorite franchise. Um, 
we got literally nothing at the PlayStation meeting. It was a walking simulator going from terminal to terminal. It showed off some of the cool aspects of the game where, like, there was moving, like, rocks and stuff, and there's, like, this weird alien technology. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that didn't... You didn't make it sound too interesting. Well, I mean... There's these moving rocks and alien technology. Yeah, I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, like, I love Mass Effect, but that, that whole thing wasn't interesting in the slightest. Um... For somebody who's like, I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, and I almost started tuning out. It was kind of boring. No, um, I totally, I totally agree with you. And yeah, they just they ended it right as the combat started. Yeah, right as like the interesting thing started. Um, but the the cool thing is that like I like the way the game looks. So I like the the aesthetic of the game and stuff like that. Uh, also, this is inside like a cave on a certain planet, so I think there's gonna be a lot of like different really cool environments. But um. I'm excited for uh, you know N7 Day. Uh, usually, in the past, when there isn't a game release, they usually have like some cool collector's edition, uh, like lithograph, or um, they even release the uh, one of the guns that you could buy. Um, so it's cool they do a lot of stuff on N7 Day for their community and stuff like that. So I'm excited for the reveal event where hopefully we'll get some combat for Jordan's sake and Jesus, uh, dude. we'll get a big blowout. I'm dying over here. <laughs> Need some water. Right. Uh, the biggest. Uh, news this week outside of the PlayStation event, I think personally, is that uh, Nintendo announces Super Mario Run for iOS. It's coming to Android later. This was unveiled at the Apple event that took place the same day as the PlayStation meeting. Uh, Mario is officially coming to the iPhone. Nintendo's Shigeru Miyamoto made a surprise appearance at today's Apple conference to announce Super Mario Run. Um, it's not an endless runner, actually, as most people anticipated it to be, as set levels and stuff like that. Um, Nintendo tells Kotaku, we do intend to release the game on Android devices at some point in the future. And then they show a full video of the actual, um, the, the, the demo that they showed off. And it's using the Super uh, Super Mario uh, engine, right, I believe? Um, I think so. The new, new Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers engine, yeah. So, um, this game's going to, oh, and also it's not a free-to-play with microtransactions. It's a set price point. So, I think it's using assets from New Super Mario Bros. Yeah, not the engine, sorry. Uh, graphics from New Super Mario Bros. Um, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, the fact that it's one solid price point, I think, doesn't change the fact that this game is still going to make a ton of money. Um, hand over fist, you know. It's going to make incredible Sure, numbers. but I think they're really late to the game here, man. I mean, like, if this is the stuff that... Like, you've waited all this time to finally put Nintendo your Nintendo IPs on the iPhone or the Android store, like, this is... You, you just made a game from, like, three years ago? That's what you did with your... Yeah, your well, they've... Blowout? They've said that they don't want to put their full games on mobile devices. They just want to give people, like, a little taste and try to woo people into buying their other consoles. So that's why that, this is, like, like, a limited, tiny little kind of... Just the fact that even if it's not an endless runner, people are saying it's essentially like a copy of a, a Rayman game that's already been um, on the store. So I'm just like, why Why not make something original, you know? Yeah, well, this isn't for us, though. This is for, like, mobile gamers who are like, oh, yeah. there's a Mario game on the iPhone. That's, that's know? what sells on phones, apparently. I don't get it yeah, either. Yeah, like, but... <laughs> if you look at any of the games that are super popular on, on iPhones or any of those mobile devices, none of them intrigue me personally, but they yeah. sell and they make mad money. They're We're not the market they're looking to please, you know? Yeah. So, True. they'll save their new Mario games for the NX. Hopefully, we get that announcement soon. Um, yeah, but it's it's weird that they showed up at the Apple event. Normally, you yeah. know, with this kind of stuff, Nintendo wants to be Nintendo and show it off at a Nintendo event. So, it's really interesting that they were like, yeah, we'll go and be on this Apple event. Um, 
So I thought that was really super smart. Super, super smart. That part having was Mi- smart, yeah. yeah. Having Miyamoto actually come out on stage during the Apple event, the same Apple event where the iPhone 7 was revealed. Like, that's just – this is going to do well for them. Yeah, the other, the other big – they need it. The other big announcement is that Pokemon Go is coming to the Apple uh, – the iWatch. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's interesting, too, for people who still play Pokemon Go, which people like to like say that there's no one playing it. It still has a pretty hefty user base. Um, so people are yeah. still playing that game and enjoying it. It's not the zeitgeist it was anymore, but – I mean, it still has a pretty large player base. Um, I just feel like it could have... It, it would totally still have its player base if they had actually made the game that people thought that they were making. Like, if it had battling and trading, I would be playing it right now. Yeah. And, you know? I, I, yeah, I'm not saying they didn't make mistakes, but like, people act like it has, like, no one playing it anymore, which is not the it's, case at all. It is almost scary how, how crazy their numbers drop, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, but that's, like, mobile gaming in a nutshell, though. Are you the are you the flavor of the week, you know? Um, so, we're going to get into the topics here. Uh, the we meat and potatoes. Start, meat and potatoes of the episode, the PlayStation meeting. So, we're originally going to, you know, get do the rundown of the whole conference first. I'll do that really quick, and then... Um, we'll actually go more in depth on all that stuff later. So the way the PlayStation meeting worked is they came out and talked about the PS4 Slim, as we thought it was, but it's actually the standard model moving forward. Um, and they gave a release date and price point of September 15th and $299. Um, then they announced the PlayStation 4 Pro, which we'll be going into in depth in just a second. Uh, and it's coming out November 10th, 2016 at a price of $399 US. Um, they showed off games running on the PS4 Pro. They talked about forwards compatibility, which we'll get into later. Um, and they ta- they showed some gameplay um, from Andromeda. The sp- not gameplay, but they showed um, the Spider-Man game. Um, they talked about HDR and 4K upscaling uh, and all that stuff. Um, but let's actually, before we get into that stuff, we'll get into the PS4 Pro. Um, first of all, the name, weird. Wouldn't have guessed it. Uh, you know, the Neo, I, I like the Neo a lot more, actually, than the PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, but so, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Xbox 360, like, do this first? Wasn't there an Xbox 360 Elite. Pro? Elite. Elite. It was Xbox 360 Elite. Okay. Yeah. All right. Though the pro the pro does seem the like pro. a Windows a Windows product like Premiere Pro like well, yeah that, and actually the original 360 I think you're talking about like the arcade versus the Pro Dom yeah Is there was maybe? a Pro version of the Xbox 360 okay yeah, yeah. um it, it's different than this though yeah, yeah um so let's just talk about the the PlayStation 4 Pro as a whole like so they came out and they had Mark Cerny come out on stage and he had talked about all of the points of it having HDR and 4K upscaling and what this means for video games and he went on and on and on in a very boring tone love Mark Cerny the guy's super smart as you can obviously state um, by just looking at him but I I don't think people really wanted to hear him talk and go on and on um, I don't know that he's so monotonous as much as it is soft spoken I guess yeah that could be that could be a better way of putting it um, yeah. So the PlayStation 4 Pro, a lot of people um, were surprised at the way they came out and announced this. They didn't really even talk about the specs specifically. They stated that it had double G- the GPU and it had a one terabyte hard drive. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know where to start here with the PlayStation 4 Pro. Just when you guys want to bring up what, like, let's just talk about this. What what parts of this do you want to talk <laughs> so about? So I got, I got a starter for you, Jared. Okay. How about that's the ugliest piece of shit console I've ever fucking seen. The design, okay. It doesn't get uglier than that thing, dude. Like... I was racking my brain thinking of a console that is actually uglier than that, and I can't. So, Sony. I think what Sony was thinking is like they they wanted people to understand that this is still a PlayStation Four, but they wanted also to make sure that people understood it was different than the regular PlayStation Four when you looked at it. So, like 
hmm, we'll just add a third layer. We know? got an extra stack. So yeah. it's compared to those original drawings, those Foxconn drawings we looked at, which were just crappy drawings. They were correct technically, but yeah. it looks much better than it in those drawings. And the more I see it, and I've looked at more uh, high res and like up close photos, it's growing. It's starting to grow on me already. I mean, it's, I'm definitely not in love with the way it looks either. I um, think you're lying to yourself, Tom. <laughs> no, because regular PS4 looks way better. Like, absolutely. This mm. thing, to me, this thing looks even worse than the original Xbox One. Like, this is the Dude, worst. No. This Both is the Xboxes wor- look better. Or, I mean, Xbox Original and Xbox One look way better than this console. Even the new PlayStation 4 standard model moving forward looks better, and I didn't really like that either. It looked like a Roku no, device. Yeah, it looks it looks bad, too, but it's almost like... It, it looks bad, but it almost looks good next to that terrible ass. All right, pro. let's not let's not dwell on this too long. Since oh it's no, I will, Dom, because this is the <laughs> ugliest console that will ever have been released once it is released in November. And Sony has to realize first of all that that's their precedent. Sony has a precedence for products that look clean, they look classy, they look solid and sturdy, and that looks like none of those things. I don't it looks know. Like it would break. I think easily. it. It looked way too heavy. It looks like the PS4 or PS3 fat. I mean, like, if you're going to get me to upgrade to a console from a console that I already have, like, I already have the regular PS4 like most people, and then I'm going to either trade up or, you know, just eat it on the cost of the original PS4 to upgrade to this PS4.5, the pro version, like, I mean, we can get into the whole gambit as far as they did absolutely nothing to entice me to buy the system. But the biggest point, the cherry on top, was how ugly this console looks. So, I would buy one if it didn't look so bad. So I think the next thing I want to move on to, because, I mean, I think it's... You can't go much more about saying it. It is... I think it does definitely doesn't fit what's, what I'm used to seeing from Sony. Like, I own an Xbox, but I always think that the Sony consoles, for the most part, look pretty clean. And I think it looks... It, for me, To me, it looks like a humidifier or something. I don't know. It looks weird. Um, yeah. Every, everyone who's talking about it certainly mostly thinks it's ugly. Yeah. You know, certainly, like, that's clearly the consensus on the internet right now. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's going to grow on me. Um, so I, so I want to talk about sales. going into this. You said that you, you don't know. Like, they didn't sell you on this. I want to talk about who is this console for? Like, who do we think this was supposed to be pitched to? Go, go ahead, Dom. So, yeah. So, I've been reading a lot into it since the conference because uh, I agree with you guys. Like, the conference present, presentation-wise was just boring. Like, if you just look at, you know, from a presentation point of view and don't even care about the message at all, it was boring, quite yeah. frankly. Like, Mark Cerny is probably a genius, but, yeah, he's kind of boring to talk to or listen to. But – I, that didn't that doesn't really bother me because I was kind of looking past that at the actual message and I loved every last thing they said about this box. Um, so I what I just want to like clear up what it is and what it isn't because there's a ton of confusion I feel like exactly. out there and yeah. that's part of Sony's problem really is not the box itself but their messaging and people like, how don't could, understand it exactly. Like, how could they talk for that long and people still be confused as to what it is? Right. So basically, it will not play native 4k games like yeah, i mean maybe a, a right? few a few will yeah but it it upscales or it plays natively at around 1440p or 1800 and then upscales the rest of the way through like interpolate interpolate some, some fancy words that kind of like funk with the image a little bit to make it fit on the 4k 4k screen and everything so it will still look drastically better than ps4 games would Right. Yeah, but it's really but, rendering it at 2K, and they're touting it as a 4K machine, which is really right. misleading. Uh, yeah, 
that's why it's tough. That's why because eighteen hundred is eighteen hundred's two K, and so that's it's also why the resolution that they're touting it is. That's why the price isn't really that surprising either. I thought it was going to be more expensive, but then once all this information came out, like okay, then that that's why they could hit four hundred. You know, that kind of makes yeah. sense. So, so that I don't, that's the biggest, the most important thing here is that, yeah, they hit the price point of what the PS4 was when it first launched, which is which is huge. So you're getting a pretty near four K game playing machine. For the same price the PS4 was only three years ago, I think that's why they. A lot of people don't like the half step, but the half like only going a half step was important in hitting that price point. I see why they did it. If people well, I buy think, it, we'll see. But I understand where you're coming from, but I think you're giving them a little bit too much credit. I think this is Sony being backed into a corner, being blindsided by the Scorpio, and they they um, did they did the best they could with the messaging on this, right? Like, what could they? What better have they could have done with this? But they they had this thing. Planned and already everything was already planned before the Scorpio nope. was even yeah. announced. I know I, that's honestly, the point. That's I why I'm saying it was people... blindsided. They, I think they thought that Microsoft is probably going to go the same way and do these small iterative small steps. Like this is a half step. I think that they thought that you know that maybe this was the way things were going, and then they come out and hear this whole thing about uh, you know Scorpio. Like it, it's weird to me that they would pull this from E3 before a showcase. This doesn't seem like something that's. This is something I don't that think should... they did. Yeah, they, There's no Andrew House said it's not going to be there. Like, it, why well, would that, he that come out and state, state state that then? But I'm just saying, like, he didn't. That doesn't mean they pulled it. Like, it was originally planned to show in E3, and they changed their minds. I don't think that I, happened at all. I think people are overestimating the fact that the Scorpio and and what it, uh, you know, the way it hit when it hit the news. I think. Um, people are overestimating how much it affected Sony's plans. I really don't think it did. So you at think all. so? Yeah, I agree. I think it might have pissed Sony off. Like, oh shit, we fucked up. But they they didn't change any of their plans. I bet they still like the way it fit in in the market. And yeah, they sure. kept everything how they planned because this is what they plan, what okay. they've been working on, what they want, their vision. So answer my question: Who is this for? So oh yeah, so I was that's what we got a little distracted. So in addition to almost playing games at 4K and looking better and having HDR. For people that don't have a 4K TV, it actually apparently is going to offer a lot of benefits too. Um, Just like the Xbox One S. Well, I. What do you mean? What does the Xbox One S do for people with 1080p TVs? It upscales it the same way. Well, if you so have, I a, think the PS4 is going to be a lot bigger difference. I think so. Even, you've got. He said you have twice the CPU GPU power. Um, Not twice the CPU. They just stated double yeah, the just GPU. GPU. Or double GPU power. You have um, the uh, some of the, the tests that uh, Digital Foundry was doing when the Xbox One S came out, uh, they just seem a lot lower as far as the the increments. Well, yeah, the, the, the Xbox One S is obviously less powerful than this. That's obvious, but like... I, it, to me, it still is weird who this is for. This seems like but, it's for Dom in the sense of Dom's original PS4 is you know breaking down and he wants to buy a new one. Dom is a guy who enjoys graphic fidelity and he understands that and he likes his games to look better. So therefore, instead of buying a new PS4 at three hundred dollars, he's gonna buy the one that's four hundred. So for example, um, Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, rather, they came out and said, "Is it Crystal Dynamics?" They said, uh, "PS4 Pro users gonna have three different options to choose from." play the, this game on 1080p TVs. So you can either have the frame rate bumped up to 60 frames per second, or you can choose to increase the textures and detail and that kind of stuff and keep it at 30 frames per second. Or you can choose to render the game at a higher frame rate 
and then push it back down, which ultimately ends up being like an extreme form of anti-aliasing. Anti-aliasing. So this is the, that's just one example. I would imagine that most devs won't get that into it and give that much to the pro users, other than if you have a 4K TV. But that's that's huge, and that they hit on yeah. that as part of their yeah. conference. And that's why I even I don't even have a 4K TV yet, but this thing is still going to give me a lot of benefits before I get one. So I, I don't know that. I think this this box is just so perfect. I just love that this is happening. Um, I don't know. I, I can't think of something bad about it. Now, it might not be for you, but that doesn't make it bad that they made it, I suppose. No, no, no. Like, yeah. seen it, Dom? <laughs> uh, he asked if you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most beautiful thing in that's the world. That's a bad part about it. That's a really bad part about it. Well, okay, um, but it's that's a static. that doesn't even really matter. I think it does. Most Honestly, I think it, I, I think it it matters more than you would imagine to a lot of people. I think that's why Apple started offering colored phones in the last few years. I think that's um, why there's white and black and uh, different colored PlayStations. I think people like customization, and I also think they like having a good looking uh, um, entertainment center. They like having their their stereo uh, receiver and their DVD or Blu-ray player all look nice and all like be set up nicely. Now, not everybody, but the type of person that would be buying this is that type of person I'm describing. Yeah, but it's, who has it's a, a black box. It, st- it doesn't stick out. It's just there. It, you know, it's, it's not a phone that you're carrying around with you and pulling out in front of people every day. It's just a box that's sitting under your TV that you barely see. I disagree, man. I look at my PS4 a lot. Like, the faceplate that I just got, I'm looking at it all the time just because of how pretty it is. And secondly, even though it's a big black box, it's a big black box. And a lot of people have that issue with the Xbox One, the fact that it is so big. The fact that it's black doesn't really help it, like, blend into anything. I think it just sticks out um, a lot, and it looks really heavy and thick to me. I mean... I know I've already made the point that it looks bad, but I do definitely think that it will affect sales negatively. The fact that it looks so bad absolutely oh, okay. negatively and like, affects sales. So I don't think – there's a lot of people complaining that this thing shouldn't exist, and I don't mind that it exists. Maybe it could be designed better. Obviously, Jordan would like that. I don't mind that it, it exists. The issue I have is like it doesn't seem like an important enough of like a change to warrant – it being the highlight of the meeting. And we can get into this when we actually talk about the meeting. Like, you can talk about this console all you want. Why didn't they show off VR at all? Why wasn't PS, PSVR oh featured gosh. at this meeting at, at any point? Like, And then um, uh, Cerny's sitting there talking about the, you know, I guarantee you all those other Japanese TV manufacturers were just sitting there like, thank you guys so much. For just explaining <laughs> HDR and 4K and not to showing the off your own world. TVs, yeah. And you never, yeah, sit there for 15, 20 minutes talking about the benefits of 4K, the benefits of HDR, this fucking sunset from San Francisco behind me, and you don't have it on a Sony Bravia TV. Are you kidding me right now? Sony has always had this problem where the right hand doesn't talk to the left, and this is part of it, man. VR and the 4K TVs should have been talked about. That, that's the thing. Well, they did like, talk about VR. When they mentioned the fact that it'll be compatible, that was that... one fourth of their presentation. It was a whole segment that it will make frame rates higher and images more crisper, depending on what the developer wants. Yeah, and then there VR. was like there was like a montage of like, well, yeah, because you can't really show it. it they they really they mentioned 
VR Dom, I agree, but they really didn't talk about it, in my opinion. You look at any site covering this event, and VR is a footnote at the very least, because it was a footnote at the very least of the event. This thing's coming out, you want it to sell, like... HDR know. was like they talked about HDR four times as long as they talked about so, VR. So uh, we're actually going to transition now. We talked about the PS4 Pro, and we can still talk about it during the, the this next topic. But I want to get into the, you know the meeting as a whole. I'm going to go through a rundown of everything, and then uh, we can just nitpick or go towards whatever we want to talk about. So I already went over the prices and the release dates for both of the consoles. Um, they they showed off PS4 games that were being displayed on the PS4 Pro, um, and that included uh, uh, First Light. Uh, the new Spider-Man game. Uh, it's, it's just Infamous Light. Infamous Light, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Spider-Man game, Mass Effect Andromeda, which we've already kind of touched on a little bit. Um, they they talked about... Days uh, Gone. Yep, yeah, Days Gone. Horizon. Horizon. Horizon was actually the one that uh, took my breath away. I'm still salty that that's a PS4 exclusive because that game just looks right. so beautiful. The um, prob- and the problem with that whole thing was like no one watching that streaming over the internet on their... Took advantage phones. of how much better it looked, yeah. Because exactly, yeah. you can't tell. You simply can't tell. Uh, and that's and they mentioned that, and they're like, so you can download the you know the raw video files yeah. here or whatever, so you can actually <laughs> yeah. tell. Exactly. I was laughing but. at Mark Cerny. I'm like, you're. It's been 15 minutes of you explaining HDR and 4K to people through a visual medium on displays that cannot show what you're showing them. Like you're showing them example videos. You're showing them these demos. And it still just looks like a 1080p TV because it's being displayed through that well, kind of display. Yeah, and like, then the it's worst not going to change. The worst part is with that sunset, it didn't really even look much better. It just looked more blown out because you can't really appreciate that on a regular monitor. You know, it's, it, um, Oh, man. But they also talked about the apps, um, which the Netflix app and then I can't remember the other app. Do you guys remember what the other app was? YouTube. Yeah, YouTube about um, which Netflix is launch YouTube's in development. Yeah, and th- none of these are exclusive, um, so this isn't like a an, an EA access situation with like the Xbox. These are not exclusive to PlayStation in any form. Uh, they also announced, which this was like kind of hushed in near the end of the conference. They said like a sentence about it. Uh, current PS4s are actually getting an HDR update for uh, yeah. for the firmware like in a week, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of is another reason not to buy this new thing. So like. Yeah. Once again, I don't think that like there's no reason for this console not to exist. I think it's dumb to say why does this exist. Obviously, there's a reason, but like, it's th- this HDR update is still another reason. Like, should I should I upgrade? No, wait. You know, and then people are still going to be waiting to make a decision on either the Scorpio or the PlayStation Five or whatever the hell they decide to come out with next. Like, this adding this stuff to the it, it kind of takes away one reason to buy the new the the PS4 Pro. You know. Um, the new peripherals, which uh, Dom informed me about, I, I remember seeing them, but it, once again, it was like a footnote. Uh, we have the new DualShock 4, which we talked about in a couple episodes before, that was leaked with the new light bar in the front. Um, the PlayStation, the new PlayStation camera has a new sleek design, uh, seems to work better with PSVR. Um, the new headset, the new Platinum headset, and that's uh, pretty much everything. There's some smaller things there that we can get into about the meeting as a whole. Uh, what Did do you, you mention Slim there? Yeah, Slim was, I announced that at the beginning of the topics. Um, so my issue with that, uh, it's cool that it's a standard model moving forward. My issue is it didn't seem like they talked about that too much. Because doesn't the – correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't that new model actually – doesn't it perform better than the original PS4, right? No, I don't think so. It doesn't? It's the same exact – It's the same exact yeah. thing? Okay. I wasn't Just sure smaller. That, so. Okay. And it's like twice as power efficient, that sort of stuff. Okay. So there was really no reason to go more in depth on it. Just say like this is the new look of it. Okay. That thing is going to sell itself. Um, yeah. At yeah. three hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. Jared, is, I was going to ask you: Is that getting you any closer to buying a 
PS4? The no, because the Xbox One S is 300 bucks, and if I'm going to spend 300 bucks on a console, I'd get the upgraded Xbox. Really? Yeah. Um, it just it doesn't do much for me, because like, at this point now, right, now that there's this new PS4 Pro, I'm kind of like, I don't own a PlayStation. I might just wait till that thing drops in price in, in you know six months to a year. Like That kind of made it so I'm definitely more likely not getting a PS4 anytime soon. Because I don't want to go and buy the, the quote-unquote old one. If I'm going to buy the PS4, I want to buy the best performing one. So I'm just going to wait for that to get a price drop. Dude, I want the best performing one, but I can't fucking buy that ugly piece of shit. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't spend $400 <laughs> on that. Yeah. That thing's, you're, so, you're turning away your dream girl from, exactly. from physical appearances, Jordan. Here's the issue, exactly. too. Exactly. She has the best personality of anyone I've ever <laughs> met. But my God, if I don't have to put, like, four bags over that face. The thing I'm worried about, too, is, like, my my, my entertainment center has glass-like layers. So like, I set everything on glass uh, pieces of glass. I'm worried that if I get the, the PlayStation 4 Pro and then I get the Scorpio, that thing's going to shatter. I don't think <laughs> it can hold that much weight. You're, you're talking about some weight there, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was actually... Dom, I was going to uh, yesterday when you were talking about like how the the PS4 Pro looked. I was actually going to refer to it as a brown bagger. A brown bagger. So, I turned the lights <laughs> off. Her. Um, yeah. I think another thing that goes towards this being something that Sony wants to sell. Obviously, they want to sell anything they make. But maybe this isn't their next major step. You know, whatever the PS4, uh, PS5 is, or PS4.5 is that you know it doesn't seem like there's a huge push towards publishers. He stated that they're asking pub- publishers. Um, it's, it I mean, com- what else can they do? Yeah, but it comes off a lot different than this. this and I hate to compare this, but it's it, it's going to be the case. This is the comparison everyone's making. The Scorpio announcement, they had people on stage, like developers, talking wholeheartedly about this. You didn't really see that at the meeting at all. Like, you didn't see any developers go up there and be like, you know, the well, PlayStation Well, it was developers Pro. in a video on, for Microsoft. Yeah, but they, and then following didn't shortly, have that either. Shortly following, too, a lot of developers tweeted out, I uh, can't wait, uh, not like Neil Druckmann tweeted out, can't wait for you guys to see what Last of Us and Uncharted 4 look like on this thing. Why wasn't he on stage? And yeah, no, you're yep. right. That yep. should have been a part yep. of the yep. 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 press conference. With a but. fucking Bravia in his hand. Exactly. Walk out on stage with the TV. Yeah. You know? Um, I really, that, 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 you need to have people believe that developers are behind this. And whether his wording was incorrect and maybe it was a mistake or maybe that's just how they decided to word and they thought it was going to, you know, people weren't even going to hang up on that. The fact that he said asking publishers, you can back, you can back up that that's, you know, you guys are actually doubling down on this. If you have developers out there talking about it in some, it could be a video. It could be them standing physically on stage. The fact of the matter is, is you had Andy House up there. You had Mark Cerny, who's super smart, but man, that dude makes people fall asleep when he talks. You know, you didn't have any developers out there selling people on this. And I think the biggest issue isn't that this, the PS4 Pro exists. It's that the messaging was so bad as a whole, you know? Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of sources are coming out and saying that, you know, developers are really wishy-washy on this. Um, and that the, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of developers that are just totally in on it. Yeah. Um, of course, the Sony first parties are going to be. But um, that and the fact that, like... Yeah, you did mention developers seemed really excited for Scorpio. I think the reason is this is where the half step's going to kill them because the developers aren't going to see this update for their, their this patch for their game to run in 4K or to run on the PS4 Pro. Like, let's say Witcher 3. Like, I mean, obviously CD Projekt Red will do that because they'll do fucking anything for their fans. But, um, yes, anything. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, like, they're updating 
Witcher 3 for PS4 Pro, and they're bumping it up a little. They're basically taking it from medium to high settings or medium to ultra settings on PC, but then it's not going to feel like they're getting the... They're going to put in so much work that it's not going to feel worth it to them, I think. Yeah, because it is such whereas, a half step. I get what you're saying, yeah. Right. And whereas with the Scorpio, they're probably going to put in just as much work. It probably won't be more work, any more work than the PS4 Pro, but it's such a large difference, and it is in 4K, and it is, you know, got all the teraflops, and it does actually run it the way that you want it to be run when it's running in 4K. I just think that um, it's like Microsoft is basically saying, okay, we're we're taking you into the next generation, but really the games are all going to run on the same system. You're either going to be on like medium settings or ultra settings, right? And Sony's like, yeah, you're either going to be on medium high, and that, that tiny little bit doesn't seem like much, but it's going to piss developers off that they have to do so much work for that tiny little bump. So one one important thing is even though the, Scor- the Scorpio is much going to be much more powerful than the PS4 Pro, it's still not going to be nearly powerful enough to do what everyone expects it to do at this point. Uh, graphics cards 30-40% more powerful than what the Scorpio is proposed to be can't even run things smoothly consistently at 4K. So it's still not a full step. I think it's a farther it's a bigger step, right? It's 3 yeah. quarters instead of half, I guess. It's a full step yeah. to an average consumer. Sure, definitely. Well, in, in comparison, yeah. 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 Even if it's not running at 4K, I guarantee you they could have it running at 1880p or 2440. And, and but it's still gonna have to. It's still gonna heavily rely. Maybe not not as heavily, but it's still gonna rely on that upscaling that uh, PS4 Pro is using a little yeah. bit more. But it for most games, that's still gonna be the case. And I think the the, big, sure. the biggest issue is like, so I don't think this the PS4 Pro deserves to be compared to the Scorpio because I don't think that's what Sony's intention was by any means. Plus, Scorpio's yeah, not here yet, and PS4 Pro is. Yeah, but the thing is, is that the their whole messaging thing. is powerful, 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 and it's not much more yeah. powerful. It's not. Yeah. Because if you are the dis- the very highly discriminating gamer that they described in this scenario... The guy eating eating if... a Grey Poupon and sipping on some red wine. <laughs> <laughs> if you got your croissant in one hand and your controller in the other, and you're just bouncing back and forth... Um, then yeah, if you're that discriminating, then you're probably just gonna go with the Scorpio because it's the higher powered one. I mean, but it's not here yet. I can't buy a Scorpio in November. No, but it's a year out. I mean, if if you're that highly discriminating, right, with your fucking croissants <laughs> and your great coupon, I think you're just gonna wait a year because you're like, oh, well, this PS4 Pro it doesn't quite have all the specs that I'm looking for. Well, you would probably you. Bump. You'd probably buy the PS4 Pro and then trade it in for the Scorpio when exactly. it did come out. Because you That's still like want something better. You in the still meantime. want the most That's powerful thing at the gamer. at the at the time. Also, yeah. if you're a if you're a highly discriminating gamer, you're Play playing PC. fucking PC. Yeah, you're not well, all right. playing consoles. All right, That's what I'm glad you brought that up, uh, and it kind of loops back into what the question you know the question who is this for? It's hey, like you. I'm a. It's exactly for people like me, and Sony knows more, much much better than all of us how many of those people are. So people that want the highest possible fidelity games that you can get, right? Which is available, like you guys are saying, like which is best found on PC. But I prefer to play on PlayStation. Like I prefer to play on console. I just hate having to sacrifice that fidelity. So this is literally combining the best of both worlds. I still get to play on PlayStation, get trophies, and 
sit on my couch and have this little box under my TV instead of a also tower it helps that your current PS4 is going to poop. That also helps. Well, too. yeah, yeah I, I think you really just like got struck by lightning here with this. I think perfect there's... setup of you being interested in the high fidelity stuff, also having your PS4 not working. Yeah. So it's like it makes more check marks in your head, and that's not a bad thing. That's actually perfect for yeah. you because it's like the so, best outcome. So. So I think regardless, because last night, for example, my PS4 just turned off by itself. It wouldn't <laughs> turn back on. Today, today it's working again just fine. Yeah. This is like the second or third time that's happened. So it's still working. I, I would definitely have working replaced it regardless. <laughs> like it, I, I'll still try to trade it in. Uh, I won't try to sell it because I don't want to screw a person over, but I'll definitely trade it into Amazon or GameStop or whatever. Jesus. Yeah. Their customers are people. <laughs> Yeah, but not their cust. It's not their customers. But they also have a return policy. That's on GameStop yeah, for accepting yeah. the purchase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I, I was definitely going to replace it either way because the trade-in value for PS4 is actually pretty high. Like Amazon is offering like hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy dollars. So it's not not too bad at all. That'll I definitely dig into the, that cost. I checked during the conference yesterday, and GameStop had them at one twenty-five. So yeah, GameStop was lower. Amazon was higher for some reason. I want I want all of your final thoughts before we move on to the future of PlayStation real quick. So what are your final thoughts on the meeting as a whole? And it could just be on PS4 Pro. Just a short little final thought. Meeting was kind of bland and boring, but this product is awesome, and I'm very excited for it. Okay, Jordan. So I guess the closest thing I can come to is in the answering the question. Who is this for in regards to the PS Pro, PS4 Pro? It seems like it's for not the highly discriminating gamer, but a gamer who wants a higher fidelity uh, experience than what he gets on the basic consoles, but doesn't want to spend all the money that uh, PC gaming might bring. So I think it's for I think it's really like an in betweener type of deal, and that's not a good place for Sony to be. That's not gonna sell a bunch of systems in my opinion i do not think that this system is going to sell very much at all i th- yeah i think really the new remodel is going to sell way more than the ps4 oh, yeah. pro which is yeah. fine for sony too because they're still selling a bunch of stuff um mm-hmm. yeah my final thought is should it exist sure um no i do not think it should if that's the question absolutely not well all right, all right hold on hold on hold on Let's let's look at there's the iPhone six and then the iPhone six. I don't even want to get started on Apple. That people should stop buying iPhones because that whole event was garbage yesterday. I, yeah, I agree. But <laughs> so traditionally they they always had the smaller iPhones, and then one day they one year they decided we're going to have a second line, a bigger phone that's a little bit better, a little bit bigger, a little bit different. It might not be for everyone, but there is a group of people out there that are demanding this. So that's who it's for. If we we're still making the old one, and everything still works on both phones. Yes, but, but this is are... just for a different group. So it doesn't hurt you having the smaller phone that the bigger one exists. But it doesn't hurt the consumer at all. It doesn't hurt the consumer at all. But you're not rem- you're not thinking about the fact that like phones Apple are a lot more ubiquitous than, than video game consoles. Yeah, all the developers that are going to have to patch their games that doesn't exist in that iPhone situation. Also, the right. small... they have to change the resolutions. They have to make it fit on the bigger screens. That's completely different, though. Yeah, I also mean, like updating updating your Google Chrome app or your YouTube app to to format on a iPhone six plus is one thing. Sure, I mean it's not like you know easy, but they could get that done in a, in you know a twenty four hour period. I'm sure you know to update Witcher three or Fallout four or any of these huge ass games to. You know, maybe not run in 4K, but 
higher textures, higher grade textures. They already do it on PC. I can't rates. imagine it's that much work. Yeah, but you also have to like the other side of this argument is like phone phone buyers aren't all gravy. I know plenty of people who you know buy the 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 original iPhone six and the iPhone six S comes out and they're like, well, my phone works perfectly. I don't there, I. I don't have the the best one, you know. Like I think that it's not all it's not all sunshine with the phone market. I don't think everyone's like I have an iPhone six, the iPhone six S and uh, Plus are out. I'm just gonna upgrade willy nilly. I think there's a lot yeah. of people questioning that stuff too, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, phones are way more ubiquitous than video game consoles. A lot so more wait, people yeah, own a cell phone than own a video game console. It's a much bigger difference uh, that these developers. This this burden that they're taking on is much 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 exponentially bigger, and more time and more work put in than any also any app developer yeah, on, that could be on iOS. Also, if you look at the timeline, look how long video game consoles have been around, and look how late it it has happened for us to get iterative consoles. Right? Look how long smartphones have been around, and look how quickly they moved to that iterative thing. It's all see, it's a lot shorter of a time span. You know, I get the comparison, but this is absolutely apples to oranges I, yeah I understand absolutely. it and there is a legitimate argument somewhere in there but I don't think it's as apples to oranges as people so here you let mean, me put it this way it's as apples to apples hmm. yeah that's what let, I mean. me, yeah. let me put it this way Jordan you love your PS4 right you think it's great indeed. and that's you wish bay, bro. but the the PS4 Pro existing does that change what is going on on your PS4 no and I'm not upset that it exists I just wish it was prettier so I could buy it <laughs> okay so um we're gonna get into the last topic here i want to talk about playstation moving forward so we have psx later this year which there's no confirmed date yet which is weird um i just want to talk about like so one of the big things of, as far as playstation moving forward i one of the biggest issues i had with playstation meeting is i felt it was really weird that they like we talked about earlier playstation vr was a footnote i think playstation vr is a huge thing for playstation moving forward that could be one of the things that sets the standard for PlayStation being a better place to play over Xbox. And obviously there's rumors that like Scorpio is going to have uh, Vive support or something like that. But like if v- PSVR seems like the most consumer friendly, like it's the easiest thing to sell to somebody as far as VR goes. I don't know what a Vive is. I don't know what an Oculus is. Oh, PlayStation's making this thing for virtual reality? I know PlayStation. You know, it's the easiest in to that market. And it's weird that for this event where they're talking about the PS4 Pro being for the PlayStation gamer, the hardcore gamer, your hardest fans are going to buy that PSVR. It's not going to be the average everyday consumer that's buying this new piece of, like, technology for $400. You know, it's weird to me that there wasn't a blowout for PSVRs. In in my opinion, I think that would have been the best way to sell PS4 Pro was via PSVR. We have this PSVR. It's going to work on your regular or slim PS4 just like it already would have, but it's going to work a lot better on your PS4 Pro. Yeah. That's how you sell a PS4 Pro. And me. you know who the PS4 Pro is for? It's those people who want to have the pe- the best PSVR experience. The highlight is discriminating game. Have Shuhei come out there wearing the PSVR, looking dumb with the two th- sticks in his hand, playing some game. That would have been awesome, you know? Um, that's, that's, a, that's the part of the whole thing I, I think they screwed up on the most. Because the way it sounds is that if you don't have the PS4 Pro, then your VR experience is not just going to be a little worse. It's going to literally make you motion sick because it can't get high enough frame rates. That's what, yeah. that's the vibe I'm getting from this. And that's yeah. the part that actually does upset me because it's, it, that's unfair because they've been marketing PSVR as it works with PS4s. Yeah. But, oh I yeah, mean, it works, case, but it makes you throw up unless you have the better PS4. Like that, that's the part that's like, well, that's fucked up. Like, exactly. If that, 
is the case if the if the VR comes out because that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, remains to be seen. I'm just be, speculating. There's going to be a chunk of time where PSVR is out and the Pro isn't, and so we're going to see like no one's yeah. going to be able to run it on a Pro. So we're we're going to see does it actually work on the regular PS4? And if it doesn't, and they're really just bank, that's kind of like that's why a problem. Pro exists. Yeah, is just so that's that a huge if you have something to fall back on for VR, then yeah, they could really be screwed. Yeah, it's like a floodgate thing of, oh no, no, it doesn't work well on PS4 at all. Uh, the, the Pro, get the Pro if you want to have the best Yeah, we'll thing. try it on the Pro. Yeah, Imagine exactly. this. Imagine someone buys it and then a month later they're saying, I don't really like this thing. It makes me sick. The games don't look right. It's just, I want to return it. And Sony says, oh no, can't do that. You should buy this bigger PS4 instead. <laughs> all these people, yeah, the people that freaked out about... Um, Oh, we're going to do PS4.5. Well, what about me? I just brought my PS4 within the last year, two years ago. I don't want to have to upgrade yet. If they, those people get screwed and they're not able to use VR on their regular PS4, oh my God, it's well, going to be hell to pay for Sony. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about is, so with the future PlayStation, this, I think most of us, do you guys see this as a 4.5 or like a 4.2 or 3? Like, what do you guys see this as? Just easy, just so I can get to the, my next 4. point. 4.5. Okay, do you see this as like a 4.5, Dom? So, yeah. do you guys think their next console will be the PlayStation 5? If yes, when do you think that'll come out? And this is all, you know, hyperbole. And if not, what do you think their next step is as far as consoles? Like, what do you guys think the, the future is with their consoles? I don't know, man. This puts it in, this is some murky water that they just started up yesterday, or a couple days ago, whenever, yesterday, I guess. Um, this muddies the water this confuses me as far as where they're going in the future like that's the thing is okay this thing comes out this fall it's all well and good now but like is the ps4 pro really going to get you into like 2019 2020 i don't think so yeah i don't think it's so not either. A, it's not a big enough step and so it's like jesus playstation 5 in 2018 so that means you have 2013 you have ps3 three years later you have ps4 uh pro did I say 2013 PS4? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> so three-year intervals, you have another, um, you have the PS4 Pro, and then two years, which is even less, obviously, than three. Um, it's like it's like a snowball effect. Like, you can only release so many consoles in, in this amount of time and really not, like, piss people off. Like, I'm not talking about people whining and complaining about, oh, I just bought my console three years ago. I don't want to upgrade. I'm talking about people being like, fuck Sony. I'm not buying your console. I'm not buying your games anymore. And you lost a customer. So when do you think PS5 is? 2018 at the earliest. 2018 at the earliest, but like. And I say fall 2018, not even like spring. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I just don't, like, I don't know. I think they just fucked themselves, dude. Like. First of all, I don't think there's really any redeeming qualities about this PS4 Pro. And besides that, like it really just totally throws off the flow of what you were doing. If they had released PS4 in 2013 and then PS5 in 2018, everything would be cool. You don't need to upgrade for next year. Like All the games that are coming out next year, Mass Effect will run on a PS4. Um cyberpunk 2077 will run on a ps4 you know you can get through the rest of this generation without this half step yeah and then yeah 2018 everyone's ready to buy your console because everyone loved the ps4 and nobody just bought a, an upgraded version half a year ago and so they everyone would buy the ps5 now it's like you stilted that so like 
only half of the people are going to buy the PS5 because they just upgraded or whatever. It's like, this is just so, muddying the water way, way too much. My The last thing I wanted to talk about here, and I actually did a poll because I wanted to see what other people's thoughts were before we jumped into this. So backwards compatibility, I think, is a huge thing. I think it's a thing that people, not everybody uses it, but it's definitely a comfort factor thing. So I ran a poll and I asked, you know, the next PlayStation console, does it need backwards compatibility? And I gave four options. I put yes, no, no, name changes and fixing the PSN is more important to me overall. And the last one is I don't mind either way. Meaning that, like, if it has backwards compatibility, cool. If it doesn't, cool, right? Um, and it, obviously, it's a small subsection of gamers, so don't take this wholeheartedly, but... Um, 24 people said yes, 8 people said no, 3 people said no, everything else is more important, and 3 people said I don't mind. So, more than 3 times of the people said that backwards compatibility was important. This is weird to me in the sense of, uh, with PlayStation, is so the Xbox One S comes out, it's backwards compatible, uh, backwards compatible just like the Xbox One, meaning you can still play your 360 games, right? PS4 Pro doesn't change anything, right? Still isn't backwards compatible. Xbox One Scorpio, for all intents and purposes, is going to be backwards compatible, right? They've said that. Will the PS, if the PS5 isn't backwards compatible, do you think like that's huge for gamers? Like, do you think that, that not having it will make it will be a huge detriment? Because that'll if already be three five. consoles that Xbox has on them that's backwards compatible. So, you know? so it first of all, it, it will be like 120. I would bet a paycheck on it that it will be. That's if why they, they moved to this I architecture. Probably won't buy it. Yeah. So you so to answer your question that's if they don't for some I can't even imagine. I can't can't even imagine why they wouldn't because that that was the whole purpose of moving to this PC like architecture. It's kind of like owning infinite backwards compatibility. It's, it's kind of like owning Blu-ray technology and not putting it in your new console. Jesus Christ. That that I'm starting to come around on. I don't think I'm it's a huge issue but that. it's still weird. It's like why not, you know? Yeah, especially weird because they definitely knew that Xbox One S had it yep. because they own it. Yep. And I, I would, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but doesn't wouldn't Microsoft have to pay Sony royalties for every Xbox One it sells with a Blu-ray player in it? Yeah. Uh, or so they they, they, they have to know the licensing fee. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Proprietary so, technology. Yeah. So they have to have known that that was in the plan for Xbox for a while. So they knew that that's it, an advantage, and yet they they think that they don't care. They don't care that people. That's. But think about this, Sony that. isn't a company that cares about the why not. Like, you know, name changes aren't a mandatory thing you need for a console, but why not throw it in, you know? Uh, yeah, well, this, probably the, not putting, putting, them, yeah, yeah, putting, I know, but they can work on Feasible. it. Feasible. You can, you can, you know, you can make that excuse for only so long. The thing is exactly. that, like, yeah. Well, also, that's why I said feasible. Yeah. yeah. I correct myself. Not po it's certain. Everything's possible. Yeah. No, but it not might not you, be business I wasn't talking about you either. I was talking about Sony. And like, for instance, this it's like, well, this isn't a huge detriment to not have this in our console. Why not include it? And then they don't. It's like this is an end all be all. You know, the numbers for people buying Blu-rays that are like 4K isn't probably a huge number, but it doesn't seem like Sony always makes those decisions of like why not. They don't go with sure. They go with no. You know. That's because so, they got burned on the PS3. They said, "Why not Blu-ray? Why not built-in Wi-Fi? Yeah, Why yeah. not so free online?" It's starting. It's starting to make more sense. So Andrew House did another interview uh, after the conference, and he said, "Every year for the past couple of years, Blu-ray sales have gone down by twenty percent. Yeah, like year after year. Yeah, and are this going probably and streaming. It probably would have been very cheap for them to put this in the console, but say it adds twenty dollars to the cost of the console." Then all of a sudden, what they have to like raise the price of the console by like fifty dollars because they're not going to make it cost four hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, because right? then it's four twenty. Right. It. Yeah. So when you put it that I, way, I, I see why they the made console. the decision. <laughs> um, though, so and I, I understand your whole point of like the Scorpio isn't out yet, 
so we don't have to worry about it. But the thing that I think the Xbox could have going for over the PlayStation this weird cycle thing right now is so everything we've heard about the Scorpio is it's more powerful. It'll Xbox uh, the X, current Xbox One will play all of the games that come out on that right. There was a period of time where all the games that came out on Xbox One worked on the Xbox 360. Them if they're if this is a brand new Xbox and this isn't Xbox One Pro, I'm just gonna call it that for for comparative sake, right? If this isn't the Xbox One Pro and this is the Xbox Two, which is stupid, I hope they just call it like the Xbox Infinite or something. Then that actually has a higher chance of selling consoles, I think, than a PS4 Pro, because people are more likely to buy a brand new generation of a console than an iterative one. As a console gamer, I think it's in your mindset of like. I'm much more likely, you know, if the Xbox uh, 360 Elite came out and then the Xbox One came out, I'm more likely to get the Xbox One than I am the Elite. There's no point to buy the Elite, you know? And I think that's a weird thing we're going to see how it works out because if the Xbox Scorpio is a brand new Xbox, a new generation, and they sell that as such, that's going to be interesting to see how these two things work because it'll be two different um, paths to this console uh, kind of thing moving forward, you know? So, Well... People are asking who's this for and, and what is its purpose. <coughs> Excuse me. Xbox One S has a very clear purpose. It slims that giant-ass ugly VCR down to make it look like an actual <laughs> modern 2016 thing that would sit in your living room. Yeah, except for people like Tryptophobia who hate all the holes on it. But <laughs> it, uh... Actually, the the only gripe I have with the way it looks, I don't. it's that circle. You can see the circle. Oh, the, the fan. Are. Yeah, yeah. That's it's also why it doesn't me. sound like a jet engine. It does look kind of weird. I agree with you on that. But it's um, tiny. It's, yeah. It gets rid of the power brick, which a lot of people. Oh yeah. Are yeah. into and clearly the aesthetic prowess of the Xbox One S has helped it sell. I think if we're looking at whether or not this uh, the ugly box that the PS4 Pro is in is in is going to affect it. Just look at the Xbox One S. People, that, it's flying off the shelves. It's it's sold out. Yeah. Because I, of how much better it looks than the shitty old see, VCR. See, I don't, I don't think aesthetic that. has anything to do with that, really. Maybe a tiny bit, but look at, like, every every previous PS3, they all look dumb. They look ridiculous, I every totally single one disagree. of them. The first one with the uh, Spider-Man lettering. The well, NES, that's, the SNES. Yeah, yeah. Like, they all looked goofy as hell. The original Xbox, like... Even the 360 to me looks goofy. Like I don't think aesthetic is the driving factor in which it is a part. Of, I think it is a part. I don't think it's a driving factor, but it definitely is part of a consumer's purchasing. It is, and I also think I just disagree with you that all of those consoles are ugly. I think you just mentioned a lot of good-looking consoles. I think it's all subjective. the The thing though yeah. is like um, I th you made a very good point in. Um, PlayStation 4 Pro exists, the Xbox One S exists. I think Xbox did a lot more to make people want to upgrade from an Xbox One to an Xbox One S than yep. what PlayStation did for people who own a PS4 to upgrade to a PS4 Pro. Yeah. In my opinion, I think they did more. They made more, they sold it more, you know? I totally agree. If you need any more of an example of um, whether or not this is only a half step from Sony, the 4K Blu-ray is just about as good well, as it gets. And, like, I, I don't think... think that Sorry, I think I don't it, think that either of these consoles are for people to switch over. I don't think the Xbox One S turns Xbox uh, PlayStation tur uh, gamers into wanting to buy an Xbox One S, and I don't think the PS4 Pro turns Xbox players into buying a PS4. I think it's I think it's you're trying to upgrade your current, you know, gamers, your current number of people. Yeah, you're saying you're staying, you're going from PlayStation to PlayStation or Xbox. Exactly. I don't think and 
Yeah, I don't know. I have nothing. Yeah, else to no, change. I agree. Yeah. And 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 you just said uh, a second ago that Microsoft did more with their people to get their people to upgrade it to the to the S than Sony did with their people getting to them to upgrade with the Pro. See, I the, don't get that. I, the 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 Pro plays games at higher resolutions. The, the S yeah, but you're not. talking about the average console gamer. It does play. Uh, it plays Xbox One uh, games will play better on the Xbox One S than the Xbox One. It's the exact same, just with HDR. HDR, if you have a TV no, they can board. they can they they four scale four uh, K upscale as well. It, well, that doesn't mean anything upscaling from 1080p though. It's pretty much the same. But thing. But does a PlayStation Four Pro also upscale? Yeah, okay. and it doesn't very it so doesn't need the, much past the yeah, resolution but, it renders at. See, but also all, the thing though with the Xbox One S over the PS4 Pro, as far as getting people to upgrade, is that the average console gamer hearing that it doesn't have a power brick they get excited about that you know that it's smaller and it fits better it that works like the average console gamer if you tell them it's more powerful like i don't think that's as much of a selling point to the average person as opposed to these these do you guys no because do you guys remember when they announced ps4 and xbox one after the whole kerfuffle with uh used discs and this and that like everyone like there's been these resolution and frame rate frame rate wars that that's all anyone was talking about during those first like two years when these consoles were but, released but that's xbox not, runs it at 900p you're talking about two different groups of people jared's talking about average consumers and you're talking about hardcore gamers well yeah the average consumers are the people in youtube comments watching call of duty videos also also you have to remember the reason the, the reason ps4 got off to a jump start on the xbox one had nothing to do with that it was a more powerful console it's that the xbox ruined their I think messaging. it's a huge part of it no it's it wasn't a huge it was the xbox no, ruined their messaging I, I agree with jared dom because i think if they hadn't come out and done all that DRM shit and done all the the used games and the blah just the the always online console and making it this weird media box that they shot themselves in the foot and they got off on such a bad start that they weren't going to be able to recover I, I think even if the Xbox 1 if it was rolls rolls reversed and the Xbox One was running games at 1080 and PS4 at 720. I think people still would have gone with PS4 because of how bad that. Yeah, and the reason yeah, the, but the margin would be closer. And the reason the performance closer, was such a. But... The reason the performance was such an argument after the fact is because Xbox actually started fixing their messaging, right? And they started saying everything gamers wanted to hear. But at this point, PS4 right. had such a huge lead that the fanboys who make the arguments for the resolution with these consoles, because everyone knows that the best resolutions are on PC, the people that make these arguments, they're like, well, we can't argue about the bad messaging because they're already fixing that. Oh, yeah, the PlayStation 4 is more powerful. So let's jab them with that. The PlayStation 4 is more powerful. But at the point of release... The reason the PS4 sold more is because Xbox screwed it up, like, super yeah. bad. It had yeah. nothing to do with the performance. It had to do with them talking about DRM and always at, online at release. and all this stuff. Yes. PS3 at release, yeah. PS3 is an immensely more powerful console than the Xbox 360, and that really didn't help anything in that Yeah, situation. exactly. So, no, I agree with you at release yeah. because that was what we knew about it. But I'm saying, like, in the ensuing, like, one and a half to two years where games started coming out, and games, every game that came out had an IGN article that said... Such and such runs at 900p on Xbox and 1080p on PS4. For the next like two years, every game that came out said that. You don't see it hardly anymore because yeah. people realize that it's well, stupid. Yeah, because it that was matter. that was so the only argument point media, though, and that was that was the zeitgeist, and that's what got IGN right. to have their articles read. So that's what I'm saying. So in those ensuing months, that was a big part of why PS4 kept on growing and growing. You're at release, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Xbox screwed up and they fell off, fell on their fell on themselves on themselves at the start of the race or whatever. But shortly thereafter, like. It was still the more powerful console, and that was like the headline. Every day was a new game that 
runs at a higher resolution though. Yeah, well, but barely, I mean, and but, but you keep, and I agree with you on that. But on the opposite end of that, you keep saying that you know the Xbox One Scorpio or the Xbox Scorpio is a year away. Why are we talking about the PS4 Pro is out now? Those same people who care that much about that stuff, they'll wait a year to get the more powerful console. If they're invested enough to buy a console, not a PC, they're willing to wait a year to get the one that's quote unquote the most powerful. You know? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, we've gone on way too long in this podcast, but I figured we would because this is a very uh, interesting thing. And it's it's PlayStation and Xbox are going in com- two completely different avenues, as we can tell. Um, if I doubt PlayStation would in any way be able to release a new console next year. Um, if they do, they must be working on it currently. And I don't know how that would work. Next but, year, hell no, dude. Yeah, hell no. They would it would have to be like super super fast. So it's I think. It's going to be weird if the Scorpio is a brand new uh, Xbox console and then PlayStation 5 or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting how this all plays out. But the meeting as a whole was interesting. I think we all have a different interpretation of it, but we all have a lot of things we agree on. Um, so uh, I am worried about Sony. Yeah. I am worried about Sony, and they are allowing Xbox to catch up to them, and they're being so dumb about it. All they got to do is just finish them off, and they would be off to the races. But they're just letting them stick around. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts on the PlayStation meeting, Tom? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm always worried about Sony because overall, Sony as a company is kind of not not been doing that great. Yeah. But I'm not worried in the slightest about PlayStation. And the reason we get so but. passionate about this stuff is because we want what's best for all of us. I don't own a PlayStation, but I still want what's best for you guys. You know, you guys. Well, Dom, you don't own an Xbox, so I'm pretty sure you want the best for me. So it's like the reason we care so much is because we want all of us to have the best experience. And if we feel our fellow gamers are getting shafted, we want to talk about it, you know, so. Dom, I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't tell you how ugly that shit <laughs> is. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to get into what we're going to be playing next week, and then we'll round out the show. Uh, I'm going to be playing Oceanhorn, the Zelda uh, the Zelda kind of game. Um, it's really fun. Um, I said last week I was going to get into Quantum Break. I need to do that this week. I think it's a travesty. I haven't played that game to completion yet, and I feel really bad about that, so I need to get to that. Um, and I don't I don't know if anything huge is coming out next week. I might be complete, uh completely missing something but off the top of my head i don't think anything crazy comes out next week um yeah so that's what i'm going to be playing i might get around Jared? to watching kingslave by the way so yeah hit that up are uh, are you a george carlin fan george carlin oh yeah his unreleased uh stand-up his, special his stand-up special i forgot about that i definitely need to watch that yeah did you know the story about this tom he had a stand-up special that he they recorded it's kind of fucking funny they recorded two days before 9-11 and he had a joke and they're talking about he just wanted everybody to die no, he says it's a joke. It's a it's a George Carlin thing. Yeah, and he says it's a total him joke where he goes, "I kind of like it when a lot of people die." Yeah, he's like, "I kind of like it when a lot of people die." Then two days later, nine uh, eleven happened. So this has kind of been shelved, obviously, because nine eleven was a George Carlin job. Yeah, exactly. So they're finally going to be releasing it to the public, and I love George Carlin, so it's awesome. Uh, I can't wait yeah. to watch it, and I understand why they held out ten years. Are uh, fifteen years, kind of crazy. Yeah, plus, plus now it's a story apparently. So exactly. That's good for it. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, that's what I'm going to be playing. What about you guys? So I, before we got on here, I watched the first two episodes of uh, FX's new show Atlanta that Donald Glover. Uh, I need to get on that. Yep. Has uh, written and stars in and executive produces in. I've been waiting on this for a minute. Um, this was part of the reason why he left Community. And, um, man, I was so excited about this. 
it does not disappoint. I'm not even going to say anything about this series except for the fact that it is extremely well written by Donald Glover, who is a great writer, and it's it's well acted. Um, I know, uh, Jared, you're a fan of Donald. Childish Dom, Gambino, I know, yeah, I love him so I, much. Yeah. Dom, I know you're a fan of good TV, so you guys should <laughs> both check it out. Okay. Um, very, very, very good show. Um, and then what else, what else, what else? Yeah, definitely George Carlin. Um, it's September, so a bunch of different shows are starting to come back. That'll be nice. And um, Walking Dead! Next yeah, month, season we're, six we're comes close. to Netflix, so I'll actually be able to catch up on that, which is good. There you go. Um, and um, I actually just bought uh, last night a Batman book on eBay um, and it's called Ultimate Evil uh, it comes highly recommended from one Greg Miller of kindoffunny.com um, this is a Batman book written by a lawyer who was heavily involved in uh, <laughs> I almost said he was heavily involved in child abuse but he's a lawyer who works you with know, in child, child abuse, abuse victims cases. yeah, or yeah cases, exactly yeah. so I just uh, wrote anyways, that book title down, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to look at it. <laughs> Batman Ultimate Evil. It's a novel, not a graphic novel. Right, right. And uh, there's only a few of those. And the other ones didn't seem super interesting. So um, I got that shipped to me. And I'm excited to, to read it because I've heard a lot of great things. And the fact that it's a child, it's about Batman uncovering a uh, uh, child sex slave ring. And the fact that it's written oh. by a lawyer who is steeped in this kind of thing is really, really interesting to me. So, so it's like an episode of Law and Wait, Order. Wait, he's, he's a child abuse lawyer in real life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is oh, he's like okay. Been doing this. For I a thought long it was time. told from the perspective of a lawyer. No, 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 no. no. And he okay. I got More you. importantly, is Detective Olivia Benson in this book? Detective Olivia Benson. I can't. I don't know who that is. We're going to have a talk after the show. Okay. Um, Dom, what are you going to be playing this week? Uh, Journey. PS Plus finally gave us some decent games. So I've never played Journey. Apparently people freaking love it. So I'm going to try it. We'll see what see how it goes. Yeah, also you have it in your library. So when they uh, update that game to work on the PS4 Pro, when you have it, you can play it again in stunning. Shit. Yeah, one day I'll play it in 4K. I'm sure right. it'll look great. Um, I just looked lights at... go down in the in city. The city. <laughs> Um, and the sun oh shines on her face. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so I looked at the release dates. I, sta- <laughs> no, I looked at the release dates. Re- Record comes out next week. I'm, I might pick it up. I'm interested oh, yeah. to see how it does. $40 game. Um, it looks really cool. Uh, I think the price point is definitely going to help it out quite a bit. Um, got that one on my radar. Yeah, and we're going to see how it does. Because, uh, uh, you know. Mega, uh, Mega Man shows how close it is. Mighty Number no. Nine did so bad, so let's see if this is a return to form. So, Oy. we'll see. Um, so before we close out the show here, uh, Dom, you want to inform us about the contest we're currently holding? Uh, yeah. So, I'm glad to announce that Controlled Interest is giving away 15. Yes, you heard 15 PC games, including The Calling, Road to Valhalla, and Speedrunners. Of Don't which worry, only... Arkham Knight is not one on the list. <laughs> yeah, we won't plague you with that. Um, so one lucky follower will win this game of or this package of PC games. All you have to do is head over to our Twitter Twitter account at ctrlint and click the link in our pinned tweet, and that'll and follow us, of course, and that'll put you in the running 
to uh, win a bunch of PC games for free. Yeah, when you click the link, it'll send you over to Glimio, which if you've done any online contests, you're familiar with, and that'll show you how to enter the contest. And we'll pick a winner at the end of the month to get 15 games, which is cool. Um, thank you for listening and or watching this episode of the Controlled Interest Gamecast. Subscribe to us on, U- subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, search Controlled Interest and we'll pop right up. We don't have a custom URL yet. 32 subscribers, inching closer to 50 and then to 100. Uh, follow us on Twitter, as Dom said, at C-T-R-L-I-N-T. That's C-T-R-L-I-N-T, Controlled Interest. To uh, stay updated. Yep, to stay updated with all of our latest uploads and content, and the, vi- the latest video game news as well. You can also follow us at our personal Twitter accounts. I'm at Jared underscore, uh, Jordan is at Mellow Modus, and Dom is at Dom's Oreos, because you can never get enough of those. Uh, <laughs> also, if you can please subscribe and rate us on iTunes as well, that definitely helps. Uh, we had to go through a process of moving over our RSS feed to another location, so if anybody had rated or, or done any of that, uh, it kind of went away, so we kind of need those again. So if you can, uh, that'd be great. Um, you know, if you're awesome enough to already be doing all of these things that I already talked about, you know, feel free to share our podcast or our videos uh, via YouTube. Uh, the bigger we grow, the better our content becomes, and in return, you guys get a better product and a better experience. Uh, thanks, and we'll see you guys all next week. Bye.